Greetings, my friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to support this mission of truth, this mission to get out the gospel. And uh, I just really appreciate all of you who are willing and able to do that. Today, we are going to resume our study in the gospel according to Luke, a study we started at the beginning of the year kind of straight away from it for a while, uh, but we're going to settle back into it, and we are ready for chapter 10 today, which deals with uh, Jesus sending out the 70 into the world. And there's just a lot here for us to absorb and to learn in these 40, 42 verses, and so I just pray that something out of this gospel today would speak to your heart and cause you to draw even nearer to their Savior to the Lord Jesus, to Yeshua, and to the Father. And so thank you for tuning in. We're going to read from the King James Bible this morning, and uh, we're short on time, so a little less rambling and a little more Bible study. Let's begin chapter 10, Gospel according to Luke, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves." Carry neither purse, nor scrip, nor shoe, and salute no man by the way. And into whatsoever house ye enter first, say, Peace be to this house. And if the Son of Peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain eating and drinking such things they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house house. Let's stop for a second. We have the same problem that they had back then. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few right now. And I'm just going to address it, address the United States of America, although this is true all over the world. There's a lot of confused, scared, hurting people right now who need to rest in Jesus, who need the gospel, who need the truth that there is peace to be had, that there is hope to be had, that there is salvation in the name of Jesus, that there's a future, and that even if you die, you are going to rise from the dead, and that there's a hope for eternity without pain and suffering and that our sins can be forgiven there's many people who need this message but the, the, the harvest is great but the laborers are very few and he warns them behold I send you out as lambs among wolves this is our reality we are lambs surrounded by wolves on every turn Everywhere you go, almost any environment you're in, uh, 
There's wolves all around. But we have the Good Shepherd as our master, as our leader, who protects us and guides us. And so we should not fear. Let's continue. Verse 8. And into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But into whatsoever city you enter and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same, and say, Even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you, notwithstanding. Be sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But I say unto you that you shall be more tolerable it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. Jesus is saying, These cities that reject my disciples, reject the gospel of the kingdom of God, reject the fact that the kingdom of God is nigh, is upon them, it'll be better in the day of judgment for the city of Sodom than for that city. That's a scary thought. Verse 13. Woe unto thee, Chazarin, or Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Basidia. For if the mighty works had been done in Tyre and Sidon, which had been done in you, they had a great while ago repented, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Jesus is saying, if, the, if these two cities had seen the miracles that you've seen, they'd be repenting. They'd be putting sackcloth in, on and covering their head in ashes. But, verse 14, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which art exiled to heaven, shall be thrust down into hell. He that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despises you, despises me. And he that despises me, despises him that sent me. Listen, friends. Jesus is saying, anybody who despises his disciple despises him and anyone who despises him despises the father i've tried to bring this up before you cannot it is impossible there according to jesus no one can have a relationship with the father if they reject the messiah no one doesn't matter if you're jewish doesn't matter if you're gentile if you reject messiah you reject the Father. If you do not know the Messiah, you do not know the Father. If you despise the Messiah and spit at the sound of his name, you do not know the Father. In the Matthew account of what we're reading, Jesus says this, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, Save the Son, and he to whosoever the Son will reveal him. Jesus is saying, no one knows the Father except for him, and anyone he reveals him to. It all starts with a relationship with Messiah, with Jesus. You have to know him in order to have any kind of relationship with the Father. Jesus goes on to say in that Matthew account, come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For 
my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We could all come. We all right now probably have this heavy laden and could use the rest. We need to bring it to the feet of him who saved us. Let's continue on. Gospel of Luke here, verse 17. And seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto through thy name, subject to us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Jesus is saying, the work that you're doing in the name of in the name in my name, it is bringing down the kingdom of Satan. This is the answer to what the problem is that we're facing right now. This hopelessness, this never-ending evil. Jesus said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We have to stand up and say no, and we have to share the good news and share Jesus with all these hurting and lost people. The answer is revival. He says, Behold, I've, he says, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this subject rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather because your names are written in heaven. We all want our name to be written in that book of life. Anyone who's listening at the sound of my voice who may not know Jesus, scriptures are clear. If you will trust in him and put your faith in him, repent of your sins. If you will believe that he died for your sins and that God rose him up from the dead, you will be saved. Your name can be written in heaven, in the book of life. Though you die, you don't really die because all will be raised from the dead and stand before the judgment. And those who know Christ and have trusted in Him will be gathered into paradise for all eternity. Let's continue. Verse 21. In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he whom the Son will reveal him. We just read that out of the book of Matthew. Verse 23, And he turned unto him and unto his disciples, and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? So Jesus is saying, so this guy's tempting Jesus. He, he doesn't really want to know the answer to this question. He's just trying to test 
the Messiah. And Jesus says, well, what's written in the law? He, so he, re, he answers his question with a question. What is written in the law? How do you read it? Like, what is your interpretation of it? Verse 27. And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. Did you say, That's right. Those are, those are the two. That's the, those are the top two commandments. Do that. Verse twenty-nine. But he willing to justify himself, this lawyer said unto Jesus, "And who is my neighbor?" Verse thirty. And Jesus answering said, "A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead." And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain, certain Samaritan, by the way, the Samaritan was viewed as not the, the right, not the, the full Jewish race, not the, they weren't as righteous, they weren't and right standing with God like the priest and the Levites were. But here in this parable, the priest and the Levites have saw this man who's been harmed and who's laying on the streets half dead and they just pass on the other side. But the Samaritan, who's not even, you know, one of the, in, in the club, says, but a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and he bound up his wounds and pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, I come again and I will repay thee. Which now of these things, three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. So Jesus is saying, okay, so who was the, who was the one who was actually loving his neighbor here? And he said, he that should mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Now it came to pass, as they had entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So here Martha's kind of preoccupied with all this housework, right? Well, maybe some of you have felt this way. Oh, well, everything kind of needs to look good and be impressive and everything has to kind of turn out okay and I'm and burdening herself with all this mess while Mary decided she was going to sit at Jesus' feet and listen and learn. And then Martha starts complaining, Jesus, aren't you going to tell her to help me? I'm doing all this by myself. And he makes the point that, look, you're worried about all these things. You're troubled about all this stuff that's not nearly as important. Mary has chosen what's actually important. 
which is to be at the feet of, of me, to be at the feet of Christ, to be at the feet of Jesus. She has chosen the good thing. She hasn't preoccupied herself with all this pointless stuff. And that is how our study in the book of Luke ends. That is, that is chapter 10. And I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that in this short amount of time that you've been blessed, that the Spirit of God has spoken to you and renewed within you some joy for the gospel, renewed within you a passion to maybe share or do whatever it is that God has led you to do, whatever it is, whatever your role in this common mission that we all share. I hope God has renewed that passion within you. And if you think that what I'm doing is important and this podcast going around the world, then please consider supporting it by going to scriptureandprophecy.com or becoming a Patreon subscriber every month at patreon.com slash truthfed. There's also a post office box. Thank you. And Lord willing, I'll be back with you again on Friday with our Torah portion for this week. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.